Welcome to the Merkel Treehouse. It's Wednesday, May 10th, 2023. I'm Audrey Merkel, and today we've got a very special show for you all. Abhor them or adore them. We're talking all about ordinals today. So let's light this candle, fellas. With the advent of ordinal inscriptions, controversy has erupted in the Bitcoin community concerning the proper use of block space. This debate is nothing new to those that have been paying attention to Bitcoin for a while. Along with tensions rising, so are transaction fees, which at the very least indicates that the Bitcoin network is getting more use. But why is this happening now? Pinto Pete is standing by to explain how we got here. Pinto? Howdy, y'all. We're suspending our Bitcoin white paper series so we can shed a little light on the ordeal over ordinal inscriptions. We'll skip on Mother's Day as well, so join us next week for part six. As I said, today we want to focus on the current fracas over these ordinal inscriptions. Now it'll really help if we start from the beginning. Back in 2013, there were a lot of different folks in the Bitcoin ecosystem who were trying to add bits of information to transactions. Now this was a mighty interesting time in the Bitcoin community. Folks were starting to realize that the time chain could be used for more than just sending money. They were starting to see the potential for using it as a secure and transparent way to store and transfer information. And so folks started experimenting with adding bits of information to transactions. They reckoned that by doing so, they could create a permanent and immutable record of that information on the time chain. It was a mighty clever idea, if I do say so myself. But after a while, they realized that storing too much data in Bitcoin transactions was like carrying a heavy load on a horse. It slowed everything down and made it harder to use. Many folks thought it was best to just keep their eyes on the prize of sound money. So they come up with a new way to add data to Bitcoin called OpReturn, a place to put arbitrary data that didn't junk up everybody's node. It's like a special saddlebag that doesn't weigh anything. Now fast forward to 2017, the block size war was raging in the Bitcoin community. It was a mighty contentious time, with folks on both sides of the debate arguing about the best way to increase the capacity for blocks. But then, a grand compromise was struck with the introduction of the segregated witness upgrade, also known as SegWit. This was a mighty important development because it effectively raised the capacity for blocks and paved the way for new innovations in the Bitcoin community. And then, in 2021, one of those innovations was Taproot, which was another enhancement to scalability that made transactions cheaper. These upgrades helped pave the way for a system like Ordinal Inscriptions, which ignores OpReturn because of its limitations and stores data directly on the time chain once again, just like in the old days. So in a way, the current hubbub in the Bitcoin community is a consequence of the compromises from the old block size wars. Some folks reckon that ordinal inscriptions are encouraging people to add more unnecessary data to the time chain, which could lead to some congestion and higher fees for transactions. But on the other hand, this presents an opportunity for Bitcoin miners, because higher fees mean they get more bang for their buck. This ultimately strengthens the security of the network by encouraging more mining. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword, if you will. But in the end, my friends, I wouldn't fret none. Bitcoin has been through a lot in its history, and it's always come out stronger on the other side. So grab yourself a steaming bowl of beans and watch as Bitcoin history unfolds before your very eyes. 
Thank you kindly for listening. Thank you, Pinto. An important footnote. On Monday at block height, 788,695, transaction fees surpassed the block reward in a single block for the first time since 2017. While it remains to be seen that ordinal inscriptions will be sustainable as a second source of income for miners, they are no doubt enjoying the boost in an industry that has been slogging through a bear market for well over a year. With me now is Major Nathaniel P. Steele of the U.S. Space Force. Major, what brings you by the treehouse? Well, Audrey, I just had to take time away from working on my upcoming thesis, Bitcoin, Have Fun Waging War, to address this ordinal situation. As a member of the U.S. Space Force, I am deeply concerned about the use of ordinal inscriptions. While Bitcoin has the potential to revolutionize the way we think about money, it is also vulnerable to attacks that could undermine its security and stability. It is our duty as members of the Bitcoin community to address this threat and to find ways to prevent ordinal inscriptions from being used to harm the network. This may require changes to the Bitcoin protocol or the development of new tools and techniques to detect and prevent these attacks. Major Steele, Bitcoin is a censorship-resistant network. How do you propose the Bitcoin community address this situation? I'm glad you asked, Audrey, as I have a five-point plan to eradicate ordinal inscriptions forever. First, we require all nodes by law to install Luke-Jr.'s or Disrespector. This will ignore all ordinal data. Second, we threaten all miners with sanctions and maybe annihilation should they mine any ordinal inscription. Third, we mandate that Bitcoin Core developers hard fork so that this can never be an attack vector ever again. Okay, slow down for us a bit, Major. These sound like drastic measures. Drastic measures? The time chain is under direct assault, Audrey. The more they attempt to disable the network, the less we are prepared for alien invasion. But under what authority do you suppose you can make these changes? What authority? Audrey, we're talking about a clear attack on Bitcoin block space. I think it's fairly clear that this falls directly under the purview of the U.S. Space Force. To continue before I was interrupted. Fourth, we apprehend the creator of ordinals, Casey Rotomore, and imprison him in a state-of-the-art penal satellite in lower Earth orbit. He is a menace to human civilization. And finally, we gather all copies of the ordinal source code and jettison them into the sun. Penal satellites? Jettisoning source code into the sun? Sounds a tad unrealistic. Audrey, you see this patch on my arm? You see it? That's freaking Star Trek insignia. I assure you, I'm the real deal. Anyway, to conclude, I want to let the audience know that I'm on my final rewrite of my thesis, Bitcoin, Have Fun Waging War, which will be available on Amazon once I release it. Watch out for it. Also, I urge that you all ignore Jason Lowry's far inferior thesis, Soft War. Save your money and wait for mine to be released. He stole all of his ideas from me anyway. Thank you, Major. We'll have to agree to disagree for the time being. I do question whether you understand ordinals on a technical level, so this next segment may be helpful. Eli is standing by in Eli's corner to tell us all he knows about ordinals. Eli? Hi, I'm Eli. Have you ever heard of something called Bitcoin ordinals? It's a special way to keep track of how transactions are happening on the Bitcoin time chain. So, with ordinals every tiny piece of Bitcoin, called a Satoshi, has its own number, like a special ID. But here's the thing, it's not like a normal number you learn in math class, it's just a special way to look at the Bitcoin time chain, like putting on a pair of silly glasses that make everything look different. This way of numbering things helps keep track of digital things that get added to the time chain, like putting stickers on a chart to show the different things that happened. Some people think this way of numbering is really important, but others disagree. 
One thing that's important to know is that people who want to add things to the time chain and get their own special number have to pay a fee. Even though the fees are going up, these people are paying them fairly to get their special number. How come you're so dumb about this, Eli? Leave me alone, Polly. I'm doing my show and your breath stinks. No, it doesn't. Kids, this is my little sister, Polly. She watched the Tuttle Twins last week and got orange-pilled. Now she thinks she knows everything about Bitcoin. Don't clap for her, she's really dumb and annoying. Eli, you're the dumbest. Tuttle Twins explained Bitcoin way better than you. But anyway, it's not right that these people are driving up fees to put JPEGs on the time chain. It's really rude, and someone needs to tell their mom. That's gatekeeper talk, Polly. Bitcoin is a censorship-resistant network. Besides, ordinals by themselves are just imaginary like Santa Claus. What? You take that back. Never mind. Listen, Polly. Rising transaction fees on Bitcoin are not always a bad thing. Think of it like a popular playground. When more kids want to play on the swings, there will be a longer line, right? But that doesn't mean the playground is broken. It means more kids want to play and have fun. Okay, well, I'll think about it a little more, but I'm telling Santa what you said. Thank you, Eli. And Polly, don't listen to your brother. Santa is definitely real. For a final word, I'd like to welcome all the shitcoiners and degenerates to the Bitcoin time chain. If you pay the fees, who am I to say you can't participate? But know this, NFTs are nothing more than crypto self-gratification, regardless of whatever chain they are on. Every NFT project I have ever seen was chock full of empty marketing gimmicks and appealed to the most animalistic of dopamine junkies. It's disgusting behavior and reeks of high time preference. Wait, wait, let's hold on a second, Audrey. Let's try to be nice here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Vinny the sales guy. Vinny, I'm right in the middle of my closing thoughts. I know, but this fee situation is a disaster and maybe we could capture a little more bees with honey, capiche? Like you said, Audrey, they pay the fees fair and square. Listen, let me take this opportunity to talk to these ordinal inscribers. Hey, my friends, I gotta tell you, I'm really worried about what's been happening in Bitcoin over here. These ordinal inscriptions, they're driving up transaction fees like crazy. And it's not just affecting me, it's affecting my whole family. See, my wife and I, we've been trying to save up some Bitcoin for a rainy day, for when times get tough, you know. And we've been working hard, scrimping and saving every Satoshi we can. But with these transaction fees going up, it's like we're taking one step forward and two steps back. I had to move 10 grand over to my bookie. I mean to my good friend for safekeeping, and the transaction cost was $12. And it's not just my wife and I, it's my five kids also. They're getting into Bitcoin too, you know, my son Vinny Jr., he's been learning all about it, and he's even got a little wallet of his own. But with these fees going up, it's like we're punishing the next generation for trying to learn about sound money. So please, my friends, I'm begging you. You can't see me, but I'm on my knees right now with my hands clasped tightly together. If you're out there using ordinal inscriptions, please stop. Think about the little guy. Think about the family man like me who's just trying to make ends meet. We need sound money. We need a better future for our kids. Let's work together to make that happen, huh? On behalf of my wife and eight beautiful children, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Ciao, my very good friends. Thank you, Vinny. Ladies and gentlemen, obviously Vinny is a bit dramatic. I would like to close by saying, 
If your aim is to put something like dick-butt JPEGs on the base layer of the time chain, I sincerely hope your descendants never find out because they will hang their heads in shame. Stop being a twerp. That wraps it up for Ordinals. Join us again on Mother's Day for another special episode of the Merkel Treehouse. I'm Audrey Merkel, and as always, keep your money hard, your heart soft, and have a little fun sometimes. Ladies and gentlemen, Horace Morris and the Merkel Treehouse Band. This is Maya Moonshadow. Extend your energy into the universe and connect by liking, sharing, following, doing whatever you need to do to spread the word. It's very therapeutic for your chakra. Namaste. Thank you.